Hello, weebs. Welcome back. This is the Uncensored Anime Podcast. We are your hosts. I am David. We got Jerry. We got Kenny. This is episode 17. We're back from a long winter break. That was definitely needed. I believe we're happy to be back. When this episode airs, we will officially have been off for four straight weeks, but we're back in it. Um, Yeah, I think with this, we probably go back to weekly like we had done for the previous 16 weeks when we did the show. Um, Mm -hmm. So we should be back in the game after this. Right, boys? Yeah. yeah, maybe have some actual guest stars on. Um, <laughs> well, we've had guest was that stars. Jade? I know was one that of Jade? one of our well, one of our biggest issues like during the holidays <laughs> was we we uh, we legitimately had three other people that were that we attempted to have on the show, and yeah. uh, a lot of scheduling conflicts, just issues. And I should have guessed it was literally between Thanksgiving and Christmas that we were trying to schedule all this. Yeah. So Tough like, time. it was really not the best time for most people, including us. So, I mean, it's our fault a little bit, but hopefully we get those three people worked into the schedule this semester, potentially. Well, one did have some tech issues that might not make it uh, happen for him, unfortunately. But uh, the other two should be able to do it at uh, some point this uh, this season or this se- half a season. I say we're still in season one. I don't know. I don't know how fucking podcasts work, honestly. You just kind of... I see some people that are like, oh, podcast uh, season one, episode 967. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. You're like, know. uh, that sounds like you have never not had any season. Right, yeah. Well, I call yeah. it season one still. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Um, it's, a, it's a very long season. But yeah, hopefully we get them on this, uh, this uh, in the next, soon. We'll get them on soon. Yeah, eventually. Uh, eventually. Yeah. So, David, what are we on about tonight, huh? So, we're going to talk for two hours straight about chapter 1000 of One Piece by... <laughs> The amazing Goda Sensei. Um, what do you guys think about it? Is anyone you guys want to start? Yeah, I guess we have to. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. So obviously, if you're in the comments, if you're listening at home, if you're a One Piece fan uh, and you haven't read it yet, go read Chapter One Thousand before you listen to this. We're gonna spoil the hell out of it. I mean, you just have to be prepped for that with this t- sort of episode. If you've never watched or read any One Piece, I think you could probably make it through this discussion. And while you might get some spoilers, uh, you may not be able to really connect the dots if you don't know anything about One Piece. So you could probably bail, um, or you could probably listen to this episode through, and then go watch One Piece afterwards, because you're going to be like, holy shit, that sounds really interesting. And then go watch yeah. it. But honestly, by the time you get to chapter 1000, you will have long forgotten this conversation. You would be like, what yeah. the fuck did they talk about? I have no idea. Arlong? Um, you know what I mean? that You'd be so confused and concerned that I'm not sure that there would be much of an issue there. So feel right. free to listen along if you know nothing about One Piece. But certainly if you don't want to be spoiled and you're pretty caught up, um, or maybe you're an anime-only watcher, uh, this would not be the best conversation for you as the manga is still in the same arc that the anime is in. So uh, this is pretty significant spoilers for anime-only watchers. And um, also uh, pretty significant spoilers, obviously, if you're a manga reader and you haven't read a thousand. But if you're a manga reader and you haven't read chapter 1000, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, uh, I don't know. What <laughs> like, like, I think every, every I feel I'm surprised. Everybody's talking about it. I'm surprised Shonen Jump's website held up on that day. I mean, it seemed I don't think it ever crashed that to my knowledge. Um, no, but I, no I, I'm just surprised that it held up because I assume traffic was heavy as hell. Um, it was trending on Twitter. It, uh, the post is now like the post of the chapter is now like one of the most awarded posts on Reddit of all time. Did you guys hear this? So no, the post of the chapter's release 
uh, you know how like Reddit has awards now? You can like give things gold and yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think they've always had it, but now it's like more prevalent. They're like you know blah blah blah. Uh, the chapter thread is like the fifth most awarded thread on Reddit of all time or something, um, which is pretty impressive. And yeah, all like right. I said, trending on Twitter. Um, the chapter obviously was monumental. There's very few manga uh, that have a thousand uh, weekly chapters that have been released. And obviously we're coming up on One Piece's 25th anniversary in the next, uh, I believe in the next two years. We'll put us at 25 years of continualized serialization, which is ridiculous uh, to think about in the long run. 25 years of uh, pretty much almost the entirety of our existences. One Piece has been being serialized weekly uh one guy has been sitting in japan writing this shit for 25 years straight every single week um yep. and Crazy. 10 years ago it was not as big a deal as it is today it was certainly a big deal Tw you know 15 years ago it was almost uh i would say the weakest of the big three in some ways and um now it is uh, incomparable and uh one of the largest um just industry largest things in the anime and manga world you, you don't you you it's almost impossible to think of anime without thinking of one piece at this point which is um very interesting to think about because it's not that there's not other anime that have uh, had the same longevity or the same you know there's a couple of other ones right Sazai-san, Doraemon, um Kochikame there are tons of other series that have reached these sorts of uh milestones but never in the amount of like international acclaim uh, obviously, no one touches it in sales. One Piece eclipsed Dragon Ball a couple of years back, and yeah, it never turned back. I mean, it, Dragon yeah. Ball may never catch back up. Um, and yeah, uh, now we are in this, and we all read chapter. We all read chapter one thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read it right when it dropped. I had uh, to. Same. So, let me just tell you, okay? She's joining the crew, guys. Yamato is for sure joining the crew i think she's in like i think i, I think so too i, I hope she does like, i like her character yeah the biggest... I, like, I think crew proper she's fully joining the crew okay so she's clearly a foil for odin right so yeah. um odin's character we know rode with roger from wayno to laugh tale um and then was dropped back off at uh wayno afterwards right Mm -hmm. I don't think that 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 I mean, I think some people might consider Odin a member of Roger's crew or a member of Whitebeard's crew to an extent. He kind of sailed with both of them. Um, I think that's that that's what Yamato is, though. Like to me, like Yamato is going to ride with them for some extended period. I I think unless mm -hmm. she or he unless he dies in uh, Wayno, which I think is not out of the question or out of the possibility. Um, yeah. I'm not, I haven't ruled that out yet, uh, but Luffy? No, Luffy's gonna Yama, die. Yamato. Yamato could Yamato's die. Oh. Joined, Yamato's joining the crew. I think Yamato could die. First. You heard it here first. Yamato's I guess a guy. Yamato is a guy. Well, okay, yeah, David. You know, have you read about this? Okay. I'm behind. So here's the deal. So Yamato, in their official translations, they're using he/him pronouns. Okay, and that's because. Mm of the way that Oda is writing it supposedly in Japanese with he, him pronouns. And the reasoning um, was given by Yamato just briefly in one chapter when he appeared um, in that he claims to be a male and that he is Odin. He believes himself to be Odin. Oh, I see. Um, I see. 
So he believes, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he he is uh, essentially, I mean, for lack of a better word, sort of a compare uh, someone that would be maybe gender fluid, um, or right. someone that might be somewhere else in the gender spectrum, because uh, they they don't believe themselves to be what they appear, and that's uh, that's the case. Which mm-hmm. is why, if you remember, David Kaido, uh, before they revealed Yamato, was referred to Yamato as his son. Uh, remember, yeah. it was. His son, his son, then we were like, what? That's a girl. Um, and then mm. it was like, no, he believes himself to be a guy. He thinks he's a guy. Mm. Um, I see, I see. So it's a very interesting choice of uh, language here with, mm. um, I don't know, it's just an interesting flip, it's, in my yeah. opinion, for Oda. Yeah. Because this is not the only character in Wano that did this. Because if you remember, um, wow, I'm forgetting, uh, forgetting his name. O- Otsutsuki, maybe? Is that his name? Oh, right. the one of the ninjas or one sorry, of the, the Az- samurai? one of the Azakaya nine are yeah. is a male at birth, but identifies as a woman. Um, mm. uh, and that's another one that uh, Oda just kind of like threw in there. And I don't think anyone really like uh, messed with it too much. It's the person that's related to the guy that's or the yeah, the guy that's on Whitebeard's crew. Um, but, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. huh? Kondro? No, no, there's a guy on Whitebeard's crew that's from Wano, and he showed up in in Onigashima. Um, mm, they're related. The 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 guy, I think it's, is it not? I want to say it's Otsutsuki, but maybe I'm just completely bu- buffing that name. There's so many, the Otsutsu-type names in Wano really get me confused. There's a lot Honestly, all the yeah. Wano names have started to get me really, like, and some Jumbled of the way of characters like sort of like look the they same. They just all look the same. Yeah. yeah. You're like, fuck, dude. You're like, who is that? Except for fucking Yasui. You know who Yasui is, guys. He's yeah, the... And, and the worst part is, is that like the the prostitute is that mm-hmm. she had a name, but actually she was the other girl, mm-hmm. which was Odin's daughter. And so it, like right. to, to add to our confusion. One character has had two names now. Yeah. Yes. And- no, you're right. Because it was, yeah, when we first meet him, meet, uh, Jesus, meet her. She's the courtesan that works yeah. in, but then obviously does mm-hmm. surprise it's Momo's older, or younger sister that is now yeah, older. Younger sister that's now older, um, yeah. And so uh, it's just, I don't know. It's And the two little oh, girls oh. look the same. I totally boofed that. Otsutsuki is is Kaguya's last name in Naruto Shippuden. I don't know where I'm at. Okay. Kiku Nojo is the name of the character. Kiku is what she goes by. Kiku. Oh. oh, Kiku. Kiku is a man. Oda very clearly states that, but dresses as a woman. Mm. Um, and that's like another. That's like a part of the um. The their character is very well. cool. I think you and know, yes. that representation in anime is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting, especially because Oda has just always gotten a lot of shit because of uh, Kambaka Kingdom. Well, Kambaka Kingdom also. He he just has maybe not Mm. been the best uh, bastion of uh, (laughs) trans representation in in gender fluidity in manga and anime, is what I'm saying, right? You know, the entire Kambaka Kingdom and essentially like Sanji's, I mean, like he's he's a little like homophobic in some ways, but then there was this, you know, Sanji went through a redemption arc, right? He got to live on Kambaka. Mm -hmm. He got his, so I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, I think in early one piece, Oda got a lot of crap for it. Maybe he has gotten redeemed in some ways. He's definitely worked hard to incorporate 
um, things into his story now. Because, I mean, again, he started this mm-hmm. shit 25 years ago and almost 25 years ago. Public opinion and just the way thing. I'm sure he's changed his, his perception and conceptualization of um, yeah. of the way characters present themselves. So I really find it interesting that he has presented two what I would consider complex characters um, an opportunity to shine um, that mm-hmm. are both uh, sort of on the spectrum of gender. Really cool uh, conversation to be had around that. Yeah, um, but uh, bottom line is Yamato's joining the crew for sure. <laughs> they're getting on the boat, and they're going to be absolutely a part of the the new crew. They're the 11th member. Now we just got Jinbei, and now we're getting Yamato. I disagree. Uh, I see Yamato. I see Yamato as a temporary member. You know what I mean? No, full-time member. No, I see Yamato as a Yamato law. Ain't no Vivi, bro. Right, like Law is not a member of the crew, but Law no, has but, been sailing yeah. on the Straw Hat Pirates ship for a long time. Vivi yeah. is but not he'll, a... he'll still sail with them, though. Right. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. Law is going to yeah. join the fleet. We, we think, I think. Well, certainly. I, I think at the, end of the, at the end of the series, Law is going to be a part of the the grand fleet. We already have so many members mm. of the grand fleet from just from Dressrosa alone. Uh, and then, I mean, yep. arguably Beje is probably going to sail with them, right? Yeah. From whole cake. I mean, I don't and see, then what we gotta I... see what happens with kid. And I fully believe that I fully believe that there's going to be a mink. Uh, uh, like I, well. I think, and people are going to give me shit for this. Cause people want carrot to join the crew. I think carrot is going to lead a mink crew. The a mink. mink Right, I think she's gonna lead her own sailing ship of minks. That's gonna be their own mm-hmm. pirate. I think yeah. she has her own intentions. I don't think she has any intention of being on the Straw Hats. No, no like, I don't think so either. And people are like, "Ma'am, Carrot." Mah. Um, I think Carrot <laughs> has every intention of being her own fleet of minks that will travel and finally get to see the world. That sort of mm-hmm. thing. I think that would be really cool to have her <laughs> as this sort of um, this sort of mink. Uh, like ambassador. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so, think that'd be dope. Yeah. Let me ask you guys. Mm-hmm. Now that we, I think we're fully into this battle portion. Will oh, yeah. any of the Royal Straw Hat fleet show up? now? I mean, the the mm. island out of the water, right? But it's not impossible to get because I think that they are still a little outgunned. Like the whole Izakaya Nine are out of out of commission. Right? Yeah, because I yeah they are. As far as we see in chapter one thousand, they You're seem done. to all be down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, and Law already teleported them back into the main part of Onigashima, so out of the top, out of the yeah. roof, so, assumingly, then, so Chopper can take care of them. Right, Marco and Sanji are there to deal with uh, Queen and King. Queen and King, yep. Marco and Sanji mm-hmm. are downstairs handling, as well as the Toby Ropo are down there. And I mean, you've got Jimbei yeah. fighting Toby Ropo. You've got the Minks fighting Toby Ropo. Um, you've got Drake fighting Toby Ropo down there. Yeah. Um, well, Drake's actually still, fighting Queen too. Yeah, I think they're a little outgunned. Because I and, mean, yeah, down in the main part, you've got Hawkins, Apu, Queen, King, the rest of the Toby Ropo, yep. um, and then obviously just the confounding army. Although Queen just kind of like murders his own people, which is frustrating. Yeah. Queen's an interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Queen's an interesting animal. Don't only really oh, get wait. the attention there. Uh, fucking Prospero is down there too, right? Who's that? Pro- uh, oh, Charlotte- wait. I thought I thought Marco took care of him. Did he take? I can't remember if Prospero yeah, actually no, made yeah. it. He's Marco down. Was beating ass, bro. I couldn't yeah. remember. 
Well, Marco is also holding off king and queen, queen by and himself. Queen, yeah. yeah, in chapter 1000, you see his ass. You see his ass beast off both of them. And I said, mm, okay. Okay, yeah, Marco. I remember, I remember when A said 999, bro? Yeah. They uh, Both of them were like, uh, we'll go with you, Ace. And then he was like, oh, well, then I think we're strong enough. Then yeah. We're already ready. <laughs> I do yeah, think so that it's very interesting the um, – I've liked in 999 and in a thousand the um, the ace flashback that we've yeah. kind of gotten here. Both the um, the clips of him on Whitebeard's ship were really cool. Just sort of making this decision, like, oh, I want to go to Waymo. Waymo, I'm going to go take down Kaido. Blah 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 blah. We don't really know, or no? Okay, so we kind of understand that he gets there. Kaido's just out of town, which I thought was yeah, kind yeah. of a cop out for because. You know, Oda could not make it to where, like, Ace and Kaido clashed. So, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting, like, decision. He's like, oh, wait, Ace was there. But, oh, yeah, he didn't fight Kaido because Kaido was out. Kaido was handling other things. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Do you, do you um, think it was just, like, a forced plot device? To, well, I mean. For, like, I'm about to have, like, met Ace and then I like, had this appreciation for Luffy. Right. Ace did have to go to Wano. That was established a long time ago that he stopped by there. Um, yeah. But I think that Oda right. didn't establish that Kaido had, like, such strong governmental control over Wano until later. And so I think that maybe this is his way of kind of writing around that and saying, like, mm. oh, yeah, Ace did go, but Kaido was out of town. And I, I think right. that that's just, like, a little bit of a an odd an oddity unless Oda can show us what Kaido was doing. And it's, yeah. it's true. I mean, we do know that Kaido was out a lot. We've seen clips of Kaido on other islands, especially because yeah, he attempted to, other shit. if you guys remember his introduction was that he was trying to kill himself, which was yeah. like, yeah. I don't <laughs> know. Like, kill me. Right. Like there's sort of still that oddity at hand to me. I wonder if like, if Kaido's going to fall back on that as he like actually loses to Luffy, like sort of like, Oh, maybe I can die. I I'm expecting that. He seems fucking depressed. And like, Kaido is the most like depressed and like, just fucked I mean, he's, up. he's an alcoholic. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's a fucking alcoholic. <laughs> he's a fucking alcoholic. Like, Luffy's about to beat that ass, too. So his, fucking, his fucking daughter thinks he's a boy. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, he is like just absolutely fucked. And he's just like, man, I just don't want to do this no more. But he's like, ah, fuck it. I'll just live. I mean, he just fucking murdered uh, Snake Boy. Uh, you know, the, I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, Orochi. Um, oh yeah, he did. Straight, straight mm. up murdered him. Just like Kaido, dude. Are you good, man? Like, I yeah. don't, also I don't, Kaido. I don't think he's well. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Kaido's like the first character with like really yakuza. I don't know. Like he's got yakuza tattoos and shit. Oh yeah. So like, mm. I don't know. Like he's sort of an interesting character, and I think that uh, Big Mom is also like I don't know, just like mentally unwell. Oh yeah, She's, I mean. Big Mom's oh, not yeah. doing too great either. I, I think so too. She's not doing too hot. She's remember she bonked her head and Chopper was like friends with her or whatever. Another small. I mean, I found that to be a really cool. Uh, I actually liked Oda's storytelling there. I thought it was really strong. Watching yeah. Big Mom integrate, reintegrate, go through that. I thought that was an interesting little component to throw in. But um, just to see that like Big Mom could be such a great ally to the world potentially. Mm -hmm. I think that's something I I. I'm curious if at the end of this, like everybody's Luffy, joining the Royal Straw Hat fleet, right? Bro. Luffy, Luffy has this thing that you know, when he fights someone, they they like him, 
you know mm -hmm. and really the only he like their ass and their friends yeah they cut and even like when he showed up just now on the roof on chapter 1000 and big mm -hmm. mom's like luffy brah you blew up my island you owe me dude <laughs> um mm -hmm. she was very like uh jovial in her reaction to him despite him literally like coming through and like kicking her shit in um and it's like she seems much more like attuned to what luffy's doing and even in some ways maybe res i i love and yeah i think that kaido and her are like super drunk and i think that's sort of implied right now that they're both like yeah actually alcohol like under the influence of alcohol because they were partying like heavy before all this but right it's still funny just to see them being very like jovial uh Kaido and Big Mom are very menacing villains, but um, they're not in the same way that like Blackbeard is or like Doflamingo was, right? Like, um, I see some like, and I think letting Big Mom like hang out with the Straw Hats for a part of Wayno is has helped to like create this image that they could both maybe not shift sides completely, but be seen as, um, you know, as not good presences, but not uh against luffy at this point in time right. if that makes right. sense. and there's um, no there's no navy representative right now mm -hmm. currently like mm -hmm. on wayno so like yeah before, oh, that's true before, before it seems like whenever luffy would beat someone they would get arrested and i think that whenever luffy wins like that's it like they're nobody's gonna come arrest these people right nobody's gonna come take kaido and big mom to jail like i don't even know if they could do that yeah, the could could you? Power, yeah, is the navy powerful enough to accomplish that? Yeah. So that's why no. I think Oda's giving us a new out. They'll get carried off and they'll go relax and chill, and then they'll come back. And I don't think they'll be. I think that they both are characters that Oda has played with enough that I would not be upset narratively if both characters didn't exactly like flip, but uh, it became less as a like direct antagonist, especially because we're leading up to the fact that like. Blackbeard is the main antagonist of this story. Like that right. mother that motherfucker is evil. Like you he know, got that, two fruits. Like, that man is evil. And yeah, he got um, two fruits. Luffy's definitely getting the second fruit, right? Like, I don't know, man. That would be mm. crazy. That blow my mind if that were. I mean, he happened. basically does with with his like fire fist. Gear I think, two and gear three. He's like, I think basically it has Ace's power. I think the mm -hmm. next step for Luffy is not gear four or not gear five. I think he's gonna awaken his devil fruit. Oh, yeah. Mm. I think that that makes the most sense to me. He's um, going to start turning things into rubber. Right. He's going to start bouncing shit off shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he already kind of has, like, with uh, when he's in Gear 4, he's got that Colvaron move where he can bounce off the air. Um, but I just yeah. imagine things where he can, like, you know, stomp the ground and it'll rubber underneath him or some he's shit. Gonna and he can do, fucking he's going to do this, uppercut this move him. that I really remember specifically um, – from Mucha Lucha, he's gonna do the ricochet pinball. Oh, oh, oh rising cool. pinball! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Oh shit! So Shut like, up, <laughs> ricochet. Hey, what hit? What hit KO? Right. One hit KO. Right. I remember how how he used to do it, man. Right. So chapter one thousand did a couple things that I I really just loved, and I, I okay, like Oda didn't. I feel like he did feel a bit of a, um, like he had to do something epic in chapter 1000. Um, it didn't feel that forced to me though. And it doesn't feel like, I feel like chapter 1012 is going to be like the actual most epic chapter. You know what I mean? Like Oda has to let his story progress naturally. And I feel like he wasn't just going to jump ship to like make 1000 badass. Like he was still going to let it just play out naturally. 
Um, yeah. But a couple really sick moments happen, right, in Chapter 1000 that I think are worth noting. Obviously, the... Um, the that compar- Lucy Shunpo? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Well, sh- that's the end. David. Um, <laughs> Boom. The fucking the punch, dude. Um, I know that he's gonna knock the color out of Kaido when that shit's animated. Oh yeah. Nah, oh, yeah. he's gonna punch the color out of him. Um, yeah. uh, Will it be episode one thousand? It's gonna be dangerously close, Kenny. They're like almost mm-hmm. right on par right now, which is kind of annoying, but um, right. it's gonna be dangerously close. If not, if not, if they may make it on purpose, episode one thousand. Um, but no, so the first moment, right, that, you know, that this chapter opens with everyone getting to the roof. That's the first Mm -hmm. thing you see, right? And that's dope. And then it clips away before we actually see them on the roof for this moment with Yamato and Momo, where Momo is still trying to understand. He's got his dad's log book now, which I think is really cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm really curious what that's going to open up for Momo. I think, I assume that we're going to leave Momo on Wayno, by the way. That's my theory. Yeah, my theory the- is that when this arc concludes, Momo will become the rightful heir and be left on Wano to uh, to look after mm-hmm. it, probably with the Akazaya Nine as yeah. his uh, retainers as well. Um, right. I do think someone. I'm surprised one of the nine haven't died yet, but I have a suspicion one might. Um, yeah. I think that would be interesting. I hope it's not Kinemon because I think Kinemon's amazing. Um, but. Right, so we see this this flashback that is really just this lead up to like Ace claims to have predicted, you know, Odin slash Ace that the new generation will take down Kaido, and then boom, you get that flash of like the fucking double page spread that made everybody yeah. everybody nut this week, uh, yeah. <laughs> where the five worst generation members are fucking standing across from Kaido and Big Mom. Um, and you're like, oh, and Kaido's like, so this man thinks he's going to be Pirate King. <laughs> and uh, as he's like fucking messing with him, Luffy's just walking forward, just like walking right by his ass. Um, I thought that was dope. That's going to look so cool yeah. animated, by the way. As long as yeah. Toei doesn't drop the ball, that scene can be dope. You know, he walks right by him and goes straight to Kinemon. And uh, this is the moment that fucked me up, dude. When he looks at Kinemon and Kinemon, oh, yeah. Kinemon's, you know, got his ass beat. And Kinemon's like, dude, I'm dying, and uh, I'm gonna go to the afterlife, and I won't have anything to show Odin. Like, I'll, I, I, we didn't do anything. We fucked up. And Luffy was like, I'll put what did what did I think Kinemon said something like, Will you put Wayno on your back? And Luffy was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I'm about to put I'm about to put all Wayno on my back, boy. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I do it for my friend. Yeah. And I that whole so cool, just <laughs> the, the Kinemon's like, uh, yeah. Then he he dirty cried. He, uh, you oh, know, Oda loves dude. a good dirty cry. Yeah, my Nakama, bro. That's what I know. That's what he said, bro. It it said friend on the translation, but you know he said Nakama. my Nakama, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then you get the very quick action sequence of Luffy says, "Law, get them out of here." Boom, they're gone. Kaido swings his club. Luffy dodges that shit in a hot split second. He jumps up in the air. He goes gear fucking three and gear fucking three. boofs out uh, some sort of new combo attack of his new hockey. Um, yeah. You know, the internal explosion hockey, essentially. I thought, he's, wait, I thought he's done that move before. Red Rock? I, th- I thought he's done that one. No, he did Red Hawk. Right. This, uh. is a, this is a, it's a, it is an evolution of that move to introduce the hockey he learned in, um, you know, he was practicing the hockey with Hyoguro. Um, yeah. I believe this integrates that new hockey because when he first fought Kaido, 
if you remember, at the way when, uh, yeah, when I first started, uh, the one thing he kept being confused about was like, my hockey isn't fucking working. Um, mm-hmm. And then he, he has that moment of understanding. He trains with Yogoro in um, the prison and uh, gets it. Uh, we kind of, we don't really see it on screen, if I remember correctly. Um, it's kind of, imp- it's kind of implied that Luffy figured it out somewhere mm-hmm. in there, but he practiced really, really hard to figure it out. Um, we skip like two weeks or something. Yeah, it skips like, ahead. Yeah. There's like a training that happens as they go to confront. So um, this is actually the first time, because even though Luffy's been on Onigashima throughout all this thing, has he like, I mean, other than a punch here or there to like knock people out of the way, he has not done anything of yeah. consequence. No. So, yeah. um, I mean, to be honest, there was just a couple shots where, you know, uh, when he's going up the stairs, he would uh, literally like fucking swat people out of the way, which was pretty funny. Um, just if to show, Sanji, would just be whacking them. it just shows how like far ahead they were. Like they, you know, they're just that much more powerful than most of everyone else yeah. on the island. Um, so this is the first real uh, instance of Luffy unleashing. Because yeah, holy shit, he like learned that. There was the time skip. There was the Odin flashback, which lasted mm-hmm. for fucking ever. Then we get yeah. back to the main timeline. They go to Onigashima. We've been caught up in all this. Conjuro's a traitor. Momo gets kidnapped. Orochi gets fucking murdered. Uh, all this shit. This is really the first like fight Luffy's been in. Um, yeah. In goddamn seventy chapters or something. Yeah, since, he was yeah. fight, since he was fighting. Uh, yeah. Flamingo. Right. Well, I mean, he fought Kaido when he first showed oh, up on Wayno. Oh, briefly i forgot big big mom was in between and he did fight queen in yeah. the in the prison briefly as well oh, yeah. there was a brief uh mm. tuffle there nothing where he went all out or anything um right yeah, but that's because he was he was wearing sea stone also during most of the prison arc so he couldn't yeah. go all out so yeah this is like luffy's first like all out since his fight with kaido slash his fight with Toflamingo in dress rosa yeah really yeah. i mean like he had the, he had the or no sorry of- not dress rosa in whole cake was right before this yeah but mm-hmm. he didn't really have a big well he fought cracker and what? oh no he fought he caught a curry he had a massive yeah. like 20 chapter long fight with got yeah, then, yeah. like, then he got like stabbed and then like caught curry stabbed himself too and... yeah and also i mean he had to power up during that fight so yeah. There, yeah. you're right he like lost that he, was like, snake man he snuck away through the mirrors uh got some time to like level up power up and came back for round two yeah um, and then, and then kind he's of gone through another level up since then right so this is another we've now moved beyond again yeah and that's something interesting yeah just to see and it's still flashing back i mean if we remember when he did both those level ups there were still flashbacks to his training with rayleigh from the two-year yeah. uh time skip um, so he's not um, even whatever my boy Luffy, my okay. boy Luffy dropped Red Rock on Kaido's ass and smashed his ass right into the fucking concrete, bro. Oh my god! He was not expecting it. He was not expecting it. I about shit my pants. <laughs> I yeah, said, bro. I said he, he popped that boy. Oh, Luffy is a part of the certified pull-up gang, like of shonen protagonists. This man pulls up. He pulls the fuck up, yo, like. Has Luffy ever been scared to roll up on someone? Like never, dude. No, bro. Not since not since the time That's skip. That's not Luffy. No. Especially. Uh, even oh, in yeah. pre-time skip, he rolled up on people for no reason. Like he rolled up on them. He rolled up on a uh, fucking crocodile with a bucket of water on his back and he still pulled up on him. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, um, it's just yeah, before he has gotten into like 
I don't know. It felt like things were hampering him. Like I remember it impelled down whenever he fought right. that, uh, Magellan. He got his ass whipped like, by Magellan. It mm. was just like he was like weak, you know. Like Luffy mm. was certifiably weak, and now like the only time that Luffy is not battling the next bad guy is whenever he is running forward to get to them, yeah. and that's how it's been for like three arcs now. Yeah, like he's just mm. running forward to fight the next big bad guy. It is interesting because Oda does something with Luffy that a lot of shonen won't do and that's it he's just never been afraid to like let luffy just like get obliterated like luffy Mm -hmm. loses all the fucking time and i think that's part of what makes him such a like it just makes him such a versatile uh shonen protagonist because most of the other shonen protags that you can name even if they get pushed to their to their limits or to their rope generally generally they save the day in the end right like Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, although Deku taps yeah. into a hundred percent, um, or you know what I mean, like there's there's always some turnaround moment, or someone yeah, shows yeah. up to save their life, but Luffy just, uh, I mean, he just loses all the time. Like mm-hmm. he he showed up to Wano and then just like lost to Kaido, like literally yeah. just got his ass whooped and then, like prison. went to jail. And yeah, and like went to jail, <laughs> and and that's just Oda just being unafraid to just be like. Um, oh yeah, my hero can lose. Um, like my hero can cry and feel defeat and um, have to pull himself back up um, and work through that and learn how to s- learn from defeat and learn from failure, which is something I that most shonen protagonists just don't do. They don't they don't ever fail, so they don't have to ever learn from it. They just yeah. always, you know, do sex mocking their way through it. I mean, they plot hacks right through it. I would say there's one manga author that does a really good job of having his characters fail. Who? And that's Yoshiro Tagashi. Um, You're not think wrong. Gone Gon loses wrong. a lot. Like, I would say that Gone loses more often than he wins. You're not wrong. Tagashi, well, uh, Tagashi's kind of a good, and, he's just too good at what he does. And Yusuke. I mean, look at Yusuke. Yusuke gets his ass beat all the time. David, did you ever watch all Hunter Hunter? You did, right? I've seen all of Hunter, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, fuck. I'm going to say, I, I could count on my hand how many times Gone like, fully wins. Yeah, he, he wins. Tagashi. I mean, you got to remember, the Oda is definitely inspired by Tagashi. I, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, they're kind of contemporaries, but Tagashi kind of predates him a little bit. Um, yeah, because he had Yu Yu Hakusho before. Yeah, right. Hunter Hunter mm-hmm. and One Piece aired like almost simultaneously. So mm-hmm. Hakusho had already come and gone. And I think that Oda gets some inspiration from that generation in a lot of ways. And I think that... Isn't that crazy? Um, yeah. I mean, Isn't I was... <laughs> thousand Hunter Hunter chapters. We could, right? Wow. Right. If Hunter Hunter had never stopped... We, like 300, oh, like we got like 300 chapters. I think, I think it would have ended before then, I think. Oh, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think Tagashi has a pretty definitive end in mind. So I'm not... I don't think he would have made it to a thousand. But mm. he could have maybe I... fucking finished his story by now. Dirty, I, I think maybe bastard. there's 200 more chapters of Hunter Hunter left. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? We may never know. Yeah, we may never know. What's up, David? Um, I was going to say, to continue on the, the theme of shonen protagonists that get their shit kicked out a lot, mm-hmm. um, I think Ichigo, he's like, it's, I don't think he loses yeah. more than he's won. I think it's like a pretty tight balance. There. Like, he beats Ikaku and then beats Kenpachi and then beats Rinzu. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like he loses. No, yeah, he, he loses, loses someone yeah, weaker yeah. and then he beats That's someone stronger. That's what I'm stronger. saying, dude. 
Kubo had a really bad power scaling issue, and yeah, I'm like, on my um, you know I'm on my rewatch right now, and uh, I'm up to the part that I literally just watched yesterday is when uh, he beats so he beats Grim Jow, right, and then Neutra shows up and Neutra fucking offs G- Grim Jow right in front of him, and Neutra's like, okay, now I'm gonna whoop your ass, and then yeah. obviously right as Ichigo's like on the ropes, first Nell transforms and is like. Surprise, I was number three in car, And then Neutra is like, oh, look, we're the numbers have changed, so I'm stronger than you now, Nell. Um, knocks Nell out of the way. And then right as they're about to lose again, uh, all the captains show up. It's like Unahana, Myri, Kimpachi, and Byakuya show up. Yeah. And, uh, and they just, yeah, they literally just, like, step they on the, like, here, like, Kubo was like, here are four of the strongest in car, And uh, the, the, um... The captains, the captains just show up and eat them. It's like not even like I like I I'm not done with this little part yet. We just watched uh Byakuya ate that the dude that turns into the bubble and has all the eyes on him. Um, oh yeah. That literally the last episode I watched when Byakuya was like, Your eye you only have fifty eyes. Well I can scatter my Sinbon Zakura into fifty one parts. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> And I was then like, gets wrecked. Bro, I was like, like Kubo, going. you rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh again, Kimpachi, like and, yeah, Kimpachi shows up and again still un no Shikai just like chops Neutra. And No, he has to hold his sword with both hands though. Bro, oh yeah. I forgot. That, I forgot. That, that, he has it. I, I, we're not bro, we're about yeah. to get to that. That's one of the upcoming that's episodes we're about to be on. I forgot oh. he puts his hands on both. Oh my and god, like, bitch! And that's it. That's it. Right. He kills Nakora just like that. After this, literally, Kubo doesn't give any time for grace. Like after this part, Ichigo just is strong enough to beat Okura. Like in the yeah. next part, like he just doesn't do any. Like Kubo did show, and I'll give him this: he did show Ichigo get his ass whipped by Okura first. But there was yeah. no buffer between. Nothing changes well, about Ichigo well, between him getting his ass whooped and him beating Okura. Like, there's no, um, you know what? Well, you know he, what I mean? he transforms into the, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, he goes, his hollow yeah. version. He goes like full hollow. Yeah. But why? <laughs> what, what at all led us to believe that he should, uh, he, the, 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 the plot literally goes, loses to Okura, gets healed by Orihime, beats Grimjow, gets beat by Neutra. Gets healed by Orihime, beats Okura. That's literally yeah. the, the progress of the plot. Well, well, <laughs> loses Okura, transforms into Hollow. Oh, it's, it's on the ropes, and right? It's on the ropes. It's until- on the ropes. I think that whenever a negative transformation, like Yu Yu Hakusho and Hunter Hunter do it best. Whenever mm-hmm. a negative power transformation happens, the main character has to pay for that. Right. right? Whenever Yusuke gets taken over by his his grandfather, which eventually pay for that. Kubo does do something cool in that his final fight with Aizen, he loses his Shinigami powers. Yeah, but he gets but it back. Then he gets it back. Oh, uh, well, then he gets it back. shit! <laughs> then he gets it back. Yeah, right. He gives them up. He, back. he unlocks a new power and finds out that he has Quincy shit. powers. One Piece Chapter 1000 podcast has now turned into <laughs> Roast Bleach podcast. Um, <laughs> just wait. Just, Jerry, the end of Bleach, the last couple. I are- still feel. Yeah, you know, I'm doing this anime rewatch to prep myself to watch the new season because I never read the last season in the manga. And I, I mean, part of me feels like I should read it before I watch it. I feel like I should just, prepare I don't my, know. Man. I should just prepare myself for it to be, I it do think better in anime form, right? In anime form, it's going to be fucking fast paced. The animation is going to be slick. It's going to be fully high budget. They just have to animate what's there. 
you know, with the right team behind it, it could be really freaking dope. Yeah, and um, the arc looks great. That last I, arc of Bleach looks amazing. Oh yeah, Kubo just loved drawing. Yeah, man. yeah. So I, mean, I don't know. Which, by the way, wait. wait. Even is there about, any? What's oh, up, David? Oh, sorry. Go, Kenny. Think about Kubo's new thing in Burn the Witch. My man kills the dragon by just having the dude fire the beam out the window. Like that's it. They kill Cinderella by just firing the beam, and that's it. Like they're like, ah, shit, we're fucked. And then it's just like, beep. And that's yeah. it. That's the end of the. And you're like. God dang. Like the the dude Power scale Bongo, returns. Yeah, Bongo summons the sword and then the dude shoots the the bullet out of the window and that's it. That's the end of the end of the movie. Listen. Our man Kubo is not the best at power scaling. That's just I not think, his it's not his forte. I mean, yep. he's really not even a great uh, He's not a great storyteller to his begin with. His art is so He's a beautiful good. artist. But his art, the art, though. So good. I think the, he... The fight scenes, the combat. He has great fight high. choreography, especially in, in art. Um, Incredible mm -hmm. fight choreography. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I do think he is... Because he's just had enough time to stew on Burn the Witch, he's come up with something that I really have enjoyed so far. Yeah. I hope mm -hmm. it doesn't become too mess I, I think as long as he it seems like he's taking it slow on purpose to just like yeah, i hope so provide something that's really well thought out and well edited and has enough team behind it to say okay this is actually going to be a lot of fun and i hope he doesn't let it drag on i think that's one thing obviously with kubo he just when things drag on it's like if you look at the first part of bleach it is still just a way better storyline and as he gets deeper and deeper it just it just gets more messy this um, week actually mm. the, the promised neverland author wrote a new one shot i heard that i heard about that i didn't read it yet yeah, but very cool i need i don't want to read it because i want to watch the anime and just let it flow yeah. but now David, oh, have you read just, all the anime have you read all the manga jerry i haven't read the manga no, neverland? i i'm oh, trying okay. to enjoy just the anime so season two will be brand okay. new for me i love it's just a one shot it's not connected with promised neverland this is the second one shot now he oh, it's the, a one-shot. Oh, it's not a Promised Neverland like no, sequel one-shot. Oh. It's just like a new... I, he's trying to start a new series. It's looped in, yeah, because he, he did the photography one, the spirit photography, and now he's done this one. Oh, cool. Okay, I'm actually kind of curious now. What's it called, Kenny? I, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's attached to Promised Neverland, though. On oh, okay. Videos, which oh. is weird because it, it's its own story. Like, Are you sure it's not in the world of Promised Neverland? It didn't, I, I read it. It didn't seem that way. Interesting. Okay, cool. Okay, so Dave, what were you, you going to say something about Bleach a minute oh, yeah, ago? You were going to say something about Bleach. Um, you forgot. Swords are cool. I forgot. Oh uh, yeah, swords are cool. Um, what was going to say? Or anyways, titties are huge. Yeah, they are. I think I was. I, I brought up Bleach because we were talking about protagonists that lose and win, and um, right. I I thought of Bleach and I thought of Attack on Titan because mm. Aaron gets his shit kicked in. Oh yeah, Aaron does all lose the time. Yeah. Yeah. What is man? I would say that he never wins. Aaron has a lot of plot hacks, though. That's why he like lives through everything, and there's always someone protecting true. him. He just has a lot of like plot armor yeah. that just, yeah. just protected him because you know it's like oh his body was mauled to death, but oh when he turns into a titan, it all heals really fast. Um, you know what I mean? Spoilers like, for Attack on Titan. Sorry, yeah. If you haven't seen, that's like season one, I think the end of season yeah, one. Yeah, it's um, like it's like episode four or five. Yeah. So, but you know what I mean? Like those like uh, Hajime Isayama. I think that. Isayama is one of the few people that as he went on, his story got better. I think oh, yeah. that he started rough and he got rougher, 
and he slowly salvaged it and made something really cool. I, I think that, um, and I don't know how much of what he's doing in the end game of Attack on Titan was planned out from the beginning. I, I'm not sure, just because of the way that I've watched Titan, I, I'm not sure that he actually had it all planned out, but he has worked it in very well. Um, I won't spoil anything for you, David, but uh, season four has been a banger. Um, yeah. Season heard, four. I, yeah. The anime yeah. subreddit has been like. Very just, good. It's just. Just cooming. It's all crazy over. because like season like one of Attack on Titan standalone. It's cooming. Cooming. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a Twitch thing. Okay. <laughs> um, so. Uh, what? That's. I know. I, weird. That's, it's, that's funny. it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Season one of Attack on Titan. Good shit. It's good shit. It's not super yeah. complex. Season two of Attack on Titan, there's an attempt to add layers and levels of complexity that failed, yeah. in my opinion. I think that Isayama just didn't yeah. hit the mark all the time. It was it was too much. It was too weighty. He didn't really nail the tone. Um, the shift was too abrupt. Um, I think there was a lot of messiness. Season three, it slowly cleaned itself back up. And I do think the anime has improved what happened in the manga. I think that the the animation, the quality of it, the pacing has made uh, Titan is going to always be one of those things that I will always probably encourage someone to watch it, don't read it. Uh, I mean, it's not that Isayama's bad or anything. I just think that it is it's a, the anime has actually made the series better. Um Wit Studio? Yeah, I mean Wit and uh Mappa now. Jeez, what a fucking stellar team to take over your anime. I mean to have Wit do 3 seasons and then Mappa conclude it for you like just yeah incredible but yeah so near the end of season three it all starts to really the layers that he tried to add in season two start to pay off and um by season four you are much more invested in the world of attack on titan and i think that's where uh i can't i can't compare it to anything else i don't know a shonen that has gotten better with time time made it get better um most shonen after the you know their 300 chapters they just get worse. I mean, they just inarguably yeah. like get worse. Well, Hunter Hunter gets better every time. Maybe every new chapter right. I'm happy about. I think the Chimera Ant arc is the definitive best arc of Hunter Hunter. I mean, there's just no question. Like I think One he, Piece has gotten And One well. Piece, yeah. I mean, I think that some people might argue like right after Whitebeard there was a, yeah. some messy period, but obviously to me like Whole Cake Fishman and Wayno. Whole Cake and Wayno I think Fisherman Island is an okay arc. It's not the best. I think yeah, Whole Cake and Wayno are two of the most sprawling, intricate, um, well-told. Like Dressrosa yeah. is an amazing read in the manga. I enjoyed watching the animated version, but I know the anime version really made people uh, hate Dressrosa. Okay. Yeah. Because it that. just got... Uh, it's it stretched out, right? The, the like, issue with Dressrosa in the anime, it's, it's not that like Whole Cake... Had got the same treatment. It, it also became like a one chapter to one episode uh, pacing. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, they they kind of dealt with the same things. The issue was with Whole Cake, they brought the budget up. So the animation, the quality, and the extra content they were padding with uh, felt more beneficial. It felt more worthwhile. And the art of the whole arc of Whole Cake is really well done. Mm-hmm. Dress Rosa, for some reason... I don't know if people got fired. I believe, if I remember correctly, what happened was is that Dragon Ball Super had started and a uh, lot of people that were working on One Piece um, got siphoned off to go work mm. on Super. 
Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, this is the story. Someone in the same the comments, studio, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, Toei does all this. I'm pretty sure what happened is that a lot of One Piece's team that was working on this got pulled over, got stretched really thin. They were having to do a lot of work to save Super, make sure Super did really well. Um, so One Piece suffered, and because of that Dressrosa ended up with a lot of like dead shots. So like they'll, you know how like when an anime wants to save money, they'll draw a really nice picture and they'll just pan from one like from one side of the picture to the other. Um, for yeah. like 20 seconds, um, to like as like an establishing shot, which is really right. just an es- it's unnecessary padding. And uh, Dressrosa really got stumped by those. So instead of what they did in Whole Cake, which is they like added a lot of um, uh, what a lot of people are starting to call it is implied filler. So it's like let's say Oda in the manga draws one panel where Sanji like kicks a uh, a small Whole Cake minion and like knocks him out, right? Um, right. And then that's it. And then it like clips to the next part and like all the minions are dead and um, uh, Sanji has completed his job, right? So the anime will take that and they'll say, okay, this is a great time to animate a full fight scene with Sanji and the minions or um, Mm. add a little bit of action and maybe some tension there because clearly something happened. Um, It just doesn't happen. Like we didn't see it in the manga. So Whole Cake really mastered the implied filler and Wayno has done a really great job continuing that and including a lot of implied filler that has made my experience with Wayno uh, as an anime for really, I think most people that are manga fans and anime fans of one piece have enjoyed the anime version of Wayno. Now, some people mm. might, might disagree with me. Wayno. Well, how do you, how do you guys say Wayno? I've always said Wayno. I feel like some people say, I say Wayno. I've heard people say Wano. Wano. Yeah. I, I say Wayno, I feel but like I don't know I'm going to get right. roasted in this podcast. No one's going to make I it. I just to, read it, bro. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking say, it up. I've always said Wayno, but I do think some people say all sorts of stuff on it. But beside the point, the anime? Uh, I'm trying to think of how it would be pronounced in Japanese. It's probably pronounced Wano if I were if I were to actually say it. It's probably uh, pronounced Wano because Wa yeah. Wa is the a katakana Wano. Yeah, it's Wano. Yeah, um, Wano. So it's probably Wano. For, so fuck me because I've been saying Wano this whole podcast. Wano, you goddamn fucking fake weed. Wano, I'm a fucking God. American, America, brother, America. Jeez. Me and my Wano friends, um, y'all. Weed, um, sorry, Wano. I will. Wano. I need to correct that. Wano. Um, but yes, everyone's gonna roast me for the first fifty minutes. Um, nah. Wano has been a great arc in the anime. Don't you like manga? There's two reasons that have made Wano such a great arc in the anime. One is that despite the one chapter to one episode pacing, which we are still stuck with, um, despite that, the anime team has done a really great job extending scenes in a way that has felt natural, has felt comfortable, has felt um, almost like it's kind of like you just get like a little extra than the manga, mm-hmm. right? Like as a manga reader, um, it's like I get to watch the anime and actually kind of enjoy it. Because there's just a little bit more spice. There's a little bit more fighting, a little more action. Maybe some implied or some additional jokes added in. Uh, maybe even some a little, uh, you know, like let's say, uh, I'm trying to think. I think the scene where Drake and Hawkins discover the straw hats in the um, bathhouse. It's an early Wano mm-hmm. scene. Fuck, Wano scene. It's an early Wano scene. And uh, in the manga, I think they just sort of like show up. We get like one clip of them being noticed by the straw hats. Sanji uh, is invisible. He helps them escape. And then they're like out the door. They were able to turn that into a full, like um, sort of like a half battle scene. Lots of like comical moments. They added some duck and dive, some like uh, Hawkins and Drake kind of 
messing with people, which most like again, it's like stuff that probably happened, right? It's stuff that doesn't really mm-hmm. change the character, doesn't really change the the plot. It's just kind of like fun additional uh, building scenes that lets you to just kind of see the scene more, right? In Oda's yeah. version in the manga, it's like three panels, but in the anime, you really get to establish where we're at, what's happening, how this is happening, and why it happened. So, said, uh, yeah. I'm not saying it's perfect, but uh, it doesn't annoy me. I mean, it's only they've done a thing where you know the anime is only like 18 minutes of episode every week, so there's yeah. very little. You know, 18 minutes of episode generally there's about 12 minutes of chapter content to cover, so it only gives them about four or five minutes of like stuff to do in addition. Um, and usually that works pretty well. That usually that doesn't really mess with me. I don't know. I I think I'm the only one that still watches the anime uh, here. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So, I, no. Thanks. I'm still like, worst, like on episode 300. I'm not gonna. I'm just sticking bitch. with the manga. Right. One of the worst times they ever like because like I, I didn't watch Tres Rosso, but I bet it was similar to in Impel Down. Any basically the filler for every episode, no matter what. It would cut to Buggy and Mr. Mr. Three for three to five minutes every episode, and it was always stuff that didn't happen in the manga. And it was just like you knew that whenever it cuts to Buggy and Mr. Three, that was it. You know, that was that's your filler content for the episode. And it was just like it was goofy. Like it, it was like you were just walking away from what was going on, mm-hmm. sort of. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm happy they've gotten way better at it. That you know? style of implied filler. It came to a head in Dressrosa, right? Like that is when it's what turned they, people off so much. When when they were Dressrosa is when they just dropped the ball on doing that. Because I think people were mm. still enjoying it in places like Impel Down. Uh, I mean, Fishman Island. I think people did feel it a little bit already. Um, I think Punk Hazard felt better in the anime. I like, I love Punk Hazard's anime adaptation. I think that they did a really good job with Punk Hazard. Its pacing feels a little bit more on like on the money. Um, yeah. But then Dressrosa just drops completely off. And it's like, by episode 30 or 40 of Dressrosa, you're like, wow, what is happening? You know, it's and like... And Fell Down was like, it was just after, like, that was whenever they stopped doing filler arcs, right? They started just buffering the yeah, filler in. Yeah, pretty... That, that happened... That the time that they started doing it. We actually started getting close to a one chapter to one episode pace all the way back in... Um, the first couple times it started happening was in East Lobby and Water 7. Um, yeah, you actually started getting some of that back then. You were still maybe getting like a chapter and a half. Occasionally you'd get a two chapter episode, but most of the time you were already getting a one chapter episode pace. Only the really early one piece was like two chapter and episode pacing. Cause I think when they first started it, they had every intention of doing extended filler arcs, 20, 30 episode filler arcs. And I'm not sure when someone in the production team, cause if you remember back then, even like as late as Skypea, they were doing 10, 15 filler, episode filler yeah. arcs. Yeah, they would do hmm. standalone arcs. Somewhere around then, someone was just like, nah, we're not going to do that no more. Um, and that, that kind of happened. It started in an East Lobby, um, or Water 7, and then kind of barreled into an East Lobby. So Thriller Bark is a one, I believe it's almost a, a full one chapter, one episode pacing. Uh, you still yeah. get like, One Piece, the anime still does do like four episode fillers in between arcs. It's like minor buffer periods. That are usually like, um, the last couple were like movie tie-ins. So it was like, um, mm. they did one for uh, the one that just came out. Strong, no. Was it Strong World? Is that what it was called? Um, no, Jesus Christ. What was it called? 
One Piece movie, Gold, I don't know. No, Gold, Gold, Z, it's one of those. Z, Gold, Strong World. No, those are older. It's oh, whatever. Stampede. Stampede, thank you. The latest one was a Stampede tie-in. The one before, I know they did a Strong World tie-in. They did do a, a Film Z tie-in. So you know what I mean? Like, those are the, kind of what they do now is like take little month breaks where they do sort of standalone movie style content. Um, but they only really do it between major arcs. So like Wano has just been like, pile drive through i mean one chapter an episode but again i have enjoyed watching it in the anime um i've really enjoyed it i think that they've actually done a pretty good job maintaining that one chapter episode pace and not making it feel dull so far um some people lag what do you mean like the like the so like we'll say the manga is a chapter a thousand like what manga is the anime on the anime has maintained a 30 chapter gap intentionally for a long ass time okay mm. but there was a COVID 19 related delay in the middle of 2020 and yeah. so now the distance is almost 50 chapters um so it is interesting because they had they didn't change the pace after that so like after mm. the COVID 19 break they just continued on as normal one chapter and episode pacing um so but now there's like a much larger gap in because uh, mm. one piece the manga didn't really go on a COVID 19 break uh, maybe we yeah, lost right. a chapter or two this year, but like I think it was two chapters. The anime was like on hiatus for like a full like, I mean I want to say it was two or three months during 2020. So um, we lost like a lot. So I I don't know if they're gonna. Some people are suspecting that maybe they'll pick the pace up during the Odin flashback, um, mm. intentionally because the anime kind of dips in ratings when Luffy's not on screen. So maybe they'll try to pick the pace up to just uh, barrel through that to get back to Luffy stuff. Um, 1,000 on 1,000, too. Right. So right now, it's really odd. The episode number is an episode in front of the chapter it's adapting. So, like, episode 956 adapted chapter 955. So, like, the anime episode numbers have now surpassed the chapters they're adapting. So I do hope that with the Odin flashback, which which should start, like, in a week or two, I think we're about to hit it in the anime. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they just pick up the pace, do like two chapters, do even if it's just a chapter and a half an episode so that, you know, yeah. every episode is three chapters instead of two. Um, every two episodes is three chapters instead of two. I think that would be a fine pacing to just recatch back up. It wouldn't close the gap that much, um, but it would at least get us maybe closer to that, like 30 to 35 chapter difference. And it would close the Odin arc up a little bit faster. And I think we would all enjoy the Odin arc more at a slightly uh, up to pace because then you don't have to worry yeah. about any implied filler or anything when you're messing with yeah. like the history of these characters. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm also up in the air about it. Uh, the Odin arc also has a lot of lengthy, like dialogue scenes. Yeah. Um, it had a lot it's of exposition, ex- heavy exposition. Yeah. So yeah. I actually think that doing a chapter and episode pace will probably be fine. If that's what they end up doing, it'll probably be mm-hmm. fun to watch is what I'm getting at. Um, but the main reason why why Wano has been so fun to watch is that the, the anime team, the animation team, has been on one like really way better than they've ever been before. Um, the the team has just stepped up the quality of the animation so much more, so it's so much more fun to watch because uh, it no longer looks crappy off model. You know, you're not getting stale shots, you're not getting establishing shots that scroll across the screen. You're getting a lot more action, a lot more fluidity, a lot more. Uh, it just feels really nice. So, you guys should check mm. it out. Mm. Well, I won't, but I love One Piece, mm. so I'll keep reading the manga. Zoro, One Piece chapter one thousand. Yeah, 
We've it's done in the it. books. It's in the books, boys. It's um, in the books. I do think he's taking a two week break, right? Or yeah, I think he's taking a break again. Yeah, because well, yeah, he was rushing. He was rushing to get it done before the new year. He skipped over like, his break. Mm-hmm. So, he usually does one chapter. So he won't he have one next week, but then he'll have a one the week after. So we'll get one thousand and one uh, in mid to late January, which would be cool. Um, yeah, and he he takes a chapter break every every month, no matter what. Yeah, he pretty much only does three chapters a month all the time. That's kind of Otis' schedule mm-hmm. right now. Although uh, honestly, some of the art for some of the chapters, I totally understand. I think Oda does one is one of the best background artists in the whole like or One Piece. I don't obviously he probably doesn't do them himself, but One Piece has an immense amount of background work that a lot of other mangas just don't. do. Yeah, I'm surprised that we haven't heard of any like, you know, Oda and Takai are interesting examples of like they used to work for Nobuhiro Watsuki. Um, you know, there's all these examples of like established artists i'm curious who has worked for oda that like now yeah. makes manga like i don't know if there's anyone that like it has come out be that he just is maybe still we'll, doing his own thing. maybe we'll find out soon that like kohei horikoshi or something was like one of the background artists wouldn't that be crazy like yeah. i feel like it would not surprise me if one of the bigger manga artists in jump right now was a previous assistant to oda like if they've just never said anything about it but it, if like kohei or uh, the guy who writes Jujutsu Kaisen was like, oh yeah, I used to work for Oda. You know, I'd be like, oh damn, I should have guessed, you know. The guy who wrote Jujutsu Kaisen drew Arlong for the Chapter 1000 cover. That mm-hmm. was really cool. Yeah, I love A lot that. of the uh, other other artists drawing One Piece characters is really cool. Uh-huh. But they never, they never pick like cool characters. I, I thought that Arlong might have been the coolest mm-hmm. one. Like Horikoshi drew fucking, what's that dude's name from Sanji's first arc? Zeph? No, the gold guy. He drew the Oh Don Krieg. Oh. Don Krieg, bro. Fuck. That's a good character, dude. F you. Uh um, <laughs> and then what the dude from uh the dude who is making who made Chirico, he drew like the you remember the guy that was in the box with the afro? Goemon. Is that his name? Yeah, Goemon. Yeah. Well, he drew that guy. I was like, why are y'all picking these characters? Like, come on. Kenny, why, why aren't you picking these characters? Well, boys, I, I but, yeah, huh? David, what, was the guy was the guy that did Rave Master and Fairy Tale an assistant of Oda? Uh, no, I think I he's I think he's just a copycat. Uh, no, I don't know. Hot take, hot take got him. Um, I can got him. These nuts got him. Um, got him. No, I, I have no idea. I, he may have been, but I, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to hunt. Who are Oda's current assistants? Yeah, I don't know if that. I just feel like it's one of those things that like is on the DL. Like they just nobody. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if I feel like there is probably someone who secretly was an assistant to Oda, and it's just one of those things they like keep under wraps. Like nobody yeah. talks about it. Um, or like maybe once Oda retires or is done, then people will start being like, "Oh yeah, I used to be an assistant on Oda, uh, for Oda." That would be really cool to me. I think. To finally look. Do you think it's, you think it's kind of like like big dick energy to like go to like an agency or whatever and be like, yeah, I work for Oda. And yeah, just no, like... 100%. Can you imagine that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I just uh, casually stumbled. Um, so I do want to talk about a couple other weird One Piece things now that we've covered. Chapter 1000 was amazing. It, was yeah. it, was it, again, I and I said at the beginning, it, Oda didn't do anything to change his, the, the pacing of his story to make 1000 like epic or anything. 
it was just epic because we're just at that part in the story. And like I said, like I think 1004, 1005, 1012 are all going to be epic because we are coming to the conclusion of Wano. Like this arc is barreling towards its end right now. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And I think that that's... Climax, baby. Yeah, we are climaxing, dude. We are full on climaxing right now. What, and isn't that a, isn't that a, there's a... I remember on the pyramids in school, there's a word that happens right Rise, before the Rising climax. action? No, there's like a like a just before the climax, something happened. I don't know. I don't remember. Gary English minor. I, I, I don't remember either. A pyramid in a long time. I, I don't really think about. I think that it shit. is rising action. Rising no, action is what like I would. Rising think. action does happen before the climax, but there's like an an actual word that is like just before the climax. Like it, it's intentionally placed. David is googling. You can see it in his eyeglasses, dude. I, I'm doing. I'm doing what I do best. He's got I'm it. Googler. Okay, so interesting things about One Piece, right? First off, okay. for the second year in a row, One Piece did not get the um, the most manga sales in 2020, um, which is really, really disappointing. Uh, and also for the first time, so One Piece was number one for like 10 years straight. And then obviously in 2019, Demon Slayer just barely, just barely beat One Piece. So One Piece mm-hmm. took second. 2020 One Piece for the now has dropped to third place, so this really surprised me. Um, who who did it, Jerry? So first who off, obviously number Demon one, Slayer. number one was Demon Slayer again, and Demon Slayer, I I can't even fathom this amount. So I'm gonna say it, but like I, I'm gonna put it in perspective for you guys. Um, Demon Slayer sold 89 million copies of manga in 2020 89 million copies of manga in 2020 mm-hmm. and now i have to put this in perspective for everyone here every year one piece sells about 9 to 11 million volumes of manga right 9 to 11 million um last year when it got dethroned demon slayer only sold about 12 million or last year is in 2019 not 2020 because it's already 2021 um 2019, Demon Slayer sold, I think it was about 12 million, maybe close to 13 million volumes of manga. And I think One Piece sold like 11 million that year or something like that. It was close, right? It was clo- a close call. Yeah. Demon Slayer sold 89 million copies in 2020. Is that right? Did it he doesn't, even print that many? How do, I don't know. That's I was trying to like figure out and like, but everything was consistently showing that data as 89 million and i like can't that's like more than one piece is sold in the last like eight years combined how many volumes are there of here's how uh, that's the that's one of the things that helps it right so there are like 28 volumes or something total of demon slayer and it's over so people were buying you know one Mm. consumer was not buying one or two volumes of one piece right so like with One Piece, only one or two volumes, maybe three volumes, come out every year, so yeah. they're only they only have a couple opportunities to buy. But in 2020, people were buying the complete series of Demon Slayer. A single consumer was buying 30 copies as opposed to two or three, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I guess it just multiplied. It just there was some sort of multiplicity effect that occurred, and it just. Um, just exploded i can't even again it's like it's more copies than like one so uh, to perspective for you guys here again 
as of this recording, or maybe the other day when I looked it up, it may have changed now. Who knows? As of this recording, in 2020, Demon Slayer went from being, I don't even know if it was in the top 100 best-selling manga of all time, to from the 89 million sales it made in 2020 alone, is now the 11th, 11th best-selling manga series of all time. It jumped to the 11th best-selling manga series of all it is now, it eclipsed in 2020, the 12th best-selling manga series, just so you guys know, is Astro Boy. Astro Boy. It jumped Astro Boy. The 10th best-selling one, the one Demon Slayer is about to pass, guess what number 10 is? Fucking Bleach. Oh. It's Bleach. Demon Slayer is about to pass Bleach. One of the big well, three. Demon UFO to- Table has done, they did so fucking much. For this goddamn manga, where does, right. where does Attack on Titan rank? Titans below, uh, it's like tw- uh, twenty something like that. Demon Slayer jumped Titan, no, no question. Yeah, Demon Slayer. Titan, Titan had a similar sort of like Demon uh, Slayer. Is, right, mm. My Hero, Attack on Titan, both of those got surges. Well, My Hero is what the, the fuck is, good. is Demon Slayer? What the you think people? Fuck? You think people watched the movie and like not seen the anime? They just went in and saw the movie. And they're like, and they're "This like, is my favorite uh, anime of all uh, time." And they just went and bought the entire box set. Like after I don't know. I'm. I. It's an anomaly to me. This is still something I'm trying to process. Like most people work for so long to get a smash hit manga like that, and um, I don't even know if I can credit it. I mean, so many people are pissed because also I guess the original author of Demon Slayer is not getting very much money from the anime. Um, yeah, she, I guess oh, she's not wow. getting... So people are pissed. They're like, oh, she deserves more money. She, but maybe she... Okay, hot take. Someone's going to get on to me for this. The manga of Demon Slayer was nothing. It was canceled. It was shit. The anime wow. is the only... UFO table deserves the money. Her story I mean, is in... Is, is not good. Okay, it, it's good. I... I let me rephrase. I think her story is good. I think it is. It is the anime is just without the anime. Demon Slayer was a canceled dying manga that was going to go down as something no one would have ever read or looked at. Yeah. Do you think anime this is- UFO table deserves all the credit for this? They took her story. They made it better than she ever could have. They improved it more than she ever could have. And they created something that, has absolutely eclipsed anything she could have ever done. Or he. I don't know if it's she or he. I think it's, it's a girl. Woman. It's a yeah. woman, right? It's a, I think yeah. it's written by yeah. a woman. Um yeah. Jerry, do you think this is comparable to like say like um like The Witcher, right? So the book series is, is successful, right? But the video game series, I, I don't know the comparison of book sales to video game sales. But... I think the game way outsells the book, if I remember right. correctly. Right. So do you yeah. think the – is this kind of like a similar situation where you think, okay, the video game company, obviously they made the game. Mm-hmm. They didn't make the books, but – and it's not their source material, right. but right. they're you know, they're, they're making this own medium. Yeah. They deserve the money. Right. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that um, she doesn't deserve – a fat check like she does deserve a fat check it's her story and it's her character oh yeah she and, right. and she is she getting fat. she sold 89 volumes. million volumes in one year and became the 11th best-selling manga of all time most of that money is going right into her she is getting that money she is yeah. gonna be a millionaire no question about it um the i mean 
she yeah this well, yeah, a manga she's the 11th best selling author of all time she's the 11th best selling manga author of all time now like i mean she is like in one year gotten that goal i mean there's nothing and it's all because of D, of ufo table uh, i mean yeah. whether yeah. whether she got a fat check directly from them or not i don't know but and I, I I get it. They they probably right. paid her, but it was probably in a limited amount. Well, to just use, to say, it was a usage fee, so right. right? They paid Shuisha the rights fees, all that stuff. And now UFO Table deserves to take in for their team some of that money. I mean, they saved Demon Slayer. Yeah, I agree. They, they saved yeah. it single handedly. They did. They didn't yeah. just save it. They turned it from a canceled, um, on its way out the door manga series into a worldwide phenomenon the yep. fifth best-selling yep. anime film of the year and the best-selling movie in japan ever that is also, ufo people, tables doing that is 100 percent their it fault didn't get canceled it was just like she was asked to end it um that is the shonen jump bullshit answer for canceled that they've been giving since eye shield like that is yeah. always the you know mm. wrap it up you know it's this it's yeah. this idea that like hey you've done a really great job you made it over 100 chapters we like yeah. what you're doing, but your your popularity is declining. We need you to wrap it up. You know, you can have however many chapters you need, but go ahead and, and wrap it up. And, There's just uh, like an argument online. People are like, it didn't get canceled. It didn't get rushed. And I'm like, if anybody's read the, the I heard the of, ending uh, is terrible. The end of Demon Slayer is rushed, period. I, like, and I hope, like, that's not, I that's hope. not a natural conclusion. I'm calling it, it right now. I'm calling it right fucking now. It's going to be awesome in the anime. The anime is going to do everything awesome. to correct the issues. It's going to do everything to correct yeah. the issues. The anime is going to become the definitive version of Demon Slayer. The manga will be, be the, awesome. the inferior version for all of eternity. You will always yeah. only want to watch the anime version. Yeah. Um, and uh, insanity to me just blows my it's absolute like, well, mind. Just, it told us all the fighting players and then they fight Kibutsuji Musa. So yeah. I don't like, and they told us who the bad guy was in the first, in the third chapter. So, so like I, it came to a special, and I'm like, no, it didn't. Why? You don't. Yeah. The, the, the it's all my, yeah. Spoiler and me. I'm trying to tune you out. But like things happen very quickly. La, 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 la. Very, very quickly. I'm trying to enjoy the anime. I, I just can't, awesome. I can't fathom what's going on with Demon Slayer. I can't put it into words. Um, I also read that I guess the voice actors are got paid a lump sum, um, mm. based off their tenure in the industry. I think is what they, I was reading. So like, the more tenured you are in the anime industry, you get a fatter check. Um, but obviously, the money has the movie has made back way more. So UFO Table is just bringing in all those profits for themselves, not giving it back to the voice actors. Again, I don't know if that bothers me that much. Uh, maybe I'm an asshole, but like. The people who deserve this money are the animation team, the animators, and the company that made this anime. Uh, the voice actors did a great job. I can't say that. I, like, I can't disagree. The author of the story, she did a good job. It's a good story. The reason mm -hmm. why people are watching Demon Slayer is not because it's a good story or the voice actors are good. It's because it's fucking gorgeous. Animation. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Animation even, even studio. Demon Slayer's, okay, even in Demon Slayer, The directors. Season, the people, animators yeah, go back and watch YouTube videos about it. Whatever mm -hmm. it came out, we were like, this is pretty cool. It's a cool Shonen Jump manga. As soon as episode 19 happened, right? Everybody was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. yeah. I remember like, I was watching it thinking like, okay, episode 19, episode 19. And when I hit it, I almost shit my pants. 
I jumped out of my chair. <laughs> and it's not like, again, it's not the story that was great. It's not the voice actors that nailed that scene. It was that the animators Animation. brought that shit to life. There was just yeah. no, I mean, the animators, the directors, the whoever is the script writer who's putting the script on the page, those people deserve most of the credit for the success of Demon Slayer. Um, even if, you know, the it's like Witcher. I mean, Witcher was a great example, David. I'm trying to think of other examples. I mean, yeah. the Lord of the Rings movies, obviously the author of Lord of the Rings is dead, but the Lord of the Rings right. movies are maybe another example of like yeah. another medium making way more money. But you know who gets credit for that? Fucking Peter Jackson. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he did it is his fault. Hey, Lord of the Rings hey, movies mm-hmm. wouldn't have been people, what? People talk about it still. Like Lord of the Rings was sort of that first step to the nerdy fantasy, like Yeah. Lord of the Rings as Lord of the Wings Lord of the Rings question prior to 2003 in a trivia game mm-hmm. is not as substantially answered as it would be now. Yeah. Because right. It's huh. become a larger phenomenon because of Peter Jackson's movies. P- yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. We gotta give like Lord of the Rings. credit to UFO Table because this Demon Slayer is not Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer is a canceled, on its way out, underselling, underperforming manga before UFO Table. UFO Table saved Demon Slayer, made it a massive success, created this woman's career. I- I'm not big- like I I hate that that's the case. But she's going to probably go on to write another very successful manga after this. I mean, no question about it. Uh, People are just too ready to see what she does next now because they want more of this world. And Kenny Mm. is gone. Late in the game. A late game for Kenny. Kenny (laughs) shoots and he misses. Um, Wait, but Jerry, but if she... So this mangaka, if she goes and makes another story, do you think it would only be successful if... UFO table comes back and animates I, that no, as well. I because looking think, at their art, it's like the art's kind of mid. I fully do think I do think that whatever she comes out with next, there's going to be a lot of eyes on it. It's going to be very uh, people are going to be looking at it really hard. I, mm. I mean, uh, it's just like Samurai Eight. I feel really bad about Samurai Eight because, like, you know, Kishimoto had a lot of like hype to live up to. Yeah, it's like and, a lot of pressure, and he fucking failed i mean just to be honest like, yeah. he's now he's back, like, back bro like, he's oh, now God, back God. on baruto this motherfucker he tried to write something new and it was an yeah. absolute abysmal failure um and now he's back on baruto dude he's over here he just is pulling a toriyama and just sticking to his guns um um i mean yeah, toriyama yeah. Toriyama, after years of trying other stuff or whatever, is just back writing Dragon Ball again. Like, uh, yeah, what kind of world? What world are we living in? But no, I mean, it just sucks because, like, yeah, like uh, she's gonna have a lot of stuff to live up to. If she nails it, there's certainly an opportunity there, though. If she really comes mm-hmm. out the gate and gives us something great, um, it's gonna be a smash hit. I think whether right. UFO Table does it or not, at that point, I think that she now has garnered people went and bought the manga, obviously. I mean, at the oh, end of the day, yeah. whether it matters or not, they went and bought the manga in droves. But it's blowing my mind that this is happening uh, because <laughs> One Piece, I I mean, maybe I'm biased. One Piece is just, it's just better than Demon Slayer. I don't know. It's not a better anime, fine. But in manga, it is a better manga, in my opinion. And oh, it always man. it always has been. Um, unfortunately, obviously, One Piece anime is wrecked and just all muddled through and whatnot but the manga is just better and i i just can't i can't fathom you know why this is happening 
all the way. Because, like, I thought my hero would have done something like this. I, I, I might get in trouble. I think my hero's better than Demon Slayer. Um, I like yeah. my hero better than Demon Slayer. Um, I like Jujutsu Kaisen better than Demon Slayer, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah. Think Jujutsu Kaisen's power scaling is something that we haven't seen. And like, I've only it's seen just so well done. You know? you know what I mean? I've only seen 13 episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen. I like it better than Demon Slayer. I mean, I think overall, I just enjoy it better. I think better character development, a better pacing, better, uh, just better character moments and settings. I've really enjoyed it. Demon Slayer is actually pretty formulaic at its core. Um, and, uh, 19 though. What? I mean, yeah, no, right. No episode 19. But I mean, right. okay. But did you guys remember the episode where Gojo pulled this thing up? Dude, Mappa nailed yeah. that. Mappa. I, I mean, and maybe that's yeah, part of what hey, that, hey, that episode you were, wild. You were episode but 19. I do have to admit Jujutsu Kaisen is experiencing. <laughs> it's getting a Demon Slayer moment pretty much as we speak. I mean, yeah. I read that just from October to December, it sold 5 million copies of manga from just October to December. It's getting its Demon Slayer moment now. Um, and I, I just I just continue to remember, like, poor Black Clover. Just <laughs> I like Black Clover. I read it every week, okay? I don't... Poor Asta over here. Oh, shit. Black Clover Jump. is like... I... I forgot about Black Clover. <laughs> Black Clover is like the perfect formulaic like bullshit. Black Clover is like my. I just feel so bad for Black Clover, dude. He's over here working his ass off, putting in all these chapters. His anime been going this whole time, about to hit two hundred episodes, and uh, these young guns just keep blowing him out of the water, dude. <laughs> I just two hundred already, bro. He's about yeah. They almost have two hundred episodes. Damn. Yeah. I think there's like a time skip that's about to happen. Asa's gonna look really buff and old. Yeah, um, I'm not sure, but it's like six months or a year. Whatever it is. Okay, I just feel bad for Black Clover. I jump wants Black Clover to be one of its front runners, but it just isn't. I mean, it just. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I mean, when it when you have these stories like Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen, The Promised Neverland happening, that are just massively more successful. Um, yeah, they're shorter form. Uh, Chainsaw Man, right? Like Chainsaw Man's the best uh, right manga there is. Fucking Chainsaw Man, guys! Chainsaw Man's gonna explode. I just feel bad for Black Clover because it just is gonna just Black Clover is the just like middle line of anime right now. It just sort of is existing. It's it's this generation's fairy tale. It's um, it's just and it's literally they're both about magic and fairy kings or whatever the fuck it's about wizards. I don't know. I feel bad for it. Okay, so the other thing, though, is, yeah, so One Piece took third. It actually got behind a manga called Kingdom also this last year, which I thought was really interesting. I don't know if Kingdom has concluded, but Kingdom is a very popular, very popular manga series about... Is um, that the, the romance It's one? sort of set in the romance of the Three Kingdoms sort of era, and it has been a long-running manga, um, also very popular, very long-established. Just doesn't really have any international fan base. It's very much a Japanese. Um, I've, I've been in Chinese though as well. Yeah, it's got a fan base uh, that's not in in the U.S. And so I was really mm-hmm. surprised to see that it ju- it just barely beat One Piece this year. Um, wow. I expect One Piece sales to be really high in 2021 because 8, the volume with Chapter 1000 will drop, and I fully expect that to be a dangerous volume. Um, yeah. and so here's the other thing about one piece. So they did do, there was this huge poll sort of like, I think it was like a Japan wide poll to try to decide like the best anime of something. It was some sort of really uh, prestigious poll and one piece won. Um, it took first place and, uh, 
I thought that was really interesting because you know what took second? Demon, Demon Slayer? Slayer? Fucking Demon Slayer. It, yeah. Demon Slayer still crept up on it somehow. Wait, so what exactly um, was this poll? Like, was it based I, on like I'd specific? I have to find it. Um, some sort of Japanese something that was like very prestigious. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, yeah, Demon Slayer is just a middle of the road shonen manga that's really enjoyable, but the anime adaptation of that went above and beyond what was in the manga to make the fight choreography and the the, the powers, the shonen powers, so exciting and exceptional that, like I, you know, Ufa Table just blew it out of the water. I mean, Ufa Table in in general has just made some amazing anime like i think unlimited blade works is one of the best like anime that exists maybe mm -hmm. um, a lot of people say that animation wise especially just how I, and obviously how we cool... talked about it here on the podcast make sure to go watch our uh mm -hmm. our whole episode we did about fate uh <laughs> yeah and they just i don't know it just they are great at making anime i i hope that Maybe one day they could do One Punch Man if they do the rest of One man, Punch Man. Oh, that'd be so good. Don't even say you that, know? Kenny. You know we would if, love that. If they animated the current arc, if yeah, UFO Table animated the... Oh, my God. Because UFO Table just elevates. And I think that whenever they have an amazing source material, they mm. can elevate it even further. And I think that if they got One Punch Man, they could do something crazy like that. Because Yusuke Murata, I think, is the most talented manga artist in the game like i think he's the most talented period mm. like he's so exceptional in my mind at least the type of manga that i like mm. he's exceptional and uh his, his spreads like are yeah. amazing yes and the like, way sometimes yeah. he he draws like he's animating like he draws almost mm. like flip books you mm. know which is crazy yeah so I remember was, reading the, the Genos and Saitama fight, and it was like literally like going through like a flip book. Yeah. So it's yeah. I found it's the amazing. thing. It was called TV Asahi's Manga Sosinkyo Ranking. Um, I'm not sure what that translates to Sosinkyo. Um, but yeah, the top ten were One Piece, uh, Demon Slayer, Slam Dunk, Detective Conan, Dragon Ooh, Ball, um, Attack on Titan, Naruto, Haikyuu, Full Metal Alchemist and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure were your top ten. So, I mean, I think that other than Rocky, I think other than Demon Slayer, like the rest of those top ten are pretty comfortable choices. I think like uh, they make a lot of sense to me. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe the only other surprise is that Haikyuu is at number eight already. Um, I love Haikyuu. I wonder if Demon Slayer and Haikyuu are in the top ten only because they ended this year. You know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. Are, absolutely. are they are they writing their own finale and maybe they'll slowly you know move their yeah. way back down? Because like to see Haikyuu and to see Haikyuu and Demon Slayer above Full Metal Alchemist just feels really odd to me. Like, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a recency thing. Like Full Metal Alchemist yeah. is just it's it's just it's it's just, old. It's just better though right like yeah <laughs> no but like is someone gonna actually try to argue with me that demon slayer and haikyuu are better series than full metal alchemist because i don't know if that's reasonable i don't know if you can make that argument reasonably there's there's um, so many more people that are like in tune and like watching anime now though compared to 2012 yeah 2013 yeah yeah uh, i do think the next 10 are actually kind of interesting as well 
um, with some really interesting lineups coming into the next 10. Because then in, at 11, you get Hunter Hunter. Um, 12, you get Gintama, which I always forget how prestigious Gintama is as a comedy series. You know, I'd say, uh, I mean, like, is there any other comedy manga that will ever live up to what, like, Gintama left behind? I mean, it just was going probably. for so long, and it's just a very serious... I, I mean, and Dolphin? Maybe, if it lives as long as Gintama did. You know what I mean? Like, Gintama is very much the modern, massive comedy that we... You know, it's it's mm. our generation's Kochikame. Um, yeah. When you look at comedy manga, because Kochikame is clearly also still a massive thing that lasted for super long, but it just kind mm. of in its last 10 years or so just kind of was not no longer hitting with the fans, right? But... Uh, Gintama at number 12, Kingdom at number 13. Again, a very it's just so popular. Um, another mm -hmm. surprise, World Trigger at 14. Doraemon, oh. Doraemon at 15. World Trigger's kind of getting some like weird like hype again, uh, mainly because I think they're doing a new anime season, if I remember correctly. Um, oh, okay. I think they are. Um, I really enjoyed the original anime. Doraemon at 15, My Hero Academia at 16, Yu Yu Hakusho at 17, Blackjack at 18, Again, another recency thing here. Jujutsu Kaisen is at 19 already. Um, yeah. And then 20 is Natsumi's Book of Friends. So uh, it's mm -hmm. interesting. Bleach didn't crack the top 20. Um, <laughs> neither the did... The only Tezuka is Blackjack or was Astro Boy on there? Uh, no, yeah. The only Tezuka in this top 20 was Blackjack. Um, let me see if Astro Boy is on this list at all. Okay, Astro Boy's at 39 on the TV Asahi oh. ranking. So it shows all the way down to 100, which number 100 is Dr. Stone. So, shout out to Dr. Stone fans. We made it in the top 100. Uh, <laughs> we are living our life. Um, really some interesting things across... Chainsaw Man is already at 58. Again, I think there's a recency thing going on there, too. I mean... Chainsaw yeah. Man's awesome, bro. Will Chainsaw Man maybe eventually kind of, in my opinion, maybe move up? Wait as for I, the anime. Wait for I'm the feeling... Anime. Yeah, you know what I mean? But Chainsaw Man's on, on this list pretty, have, uh, pretty high up, more higher up than I thought. Especially because it's like an all-time thing. Like... You know what I mean? Like yeah. things like Inuyasha and Zatch Bell and stuff are on this list from years ago. Um, I mean, Slam Dunk was number three. Just right? mixed. Yeah, Slam Dunk is all the way up here. And Slam Dunk what? has built one hell of a legacy. And I forget that, like, people just still love Slam Dunk. Also, this was its 30. I, I believe this was its 30 year anniversary. So some people were kind of hype about that, too. How we remake Slam Dunk? How, oh, my God. A redone Slam Dunk anime would fucking. I think I would love that. Same opening song, though. The opening. Oh, I love the original opening. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, but things like Hakuna no Ken at 22, that's an interesting one. Banana mm. Fish is actually on here at 26. Ugh. Banana um, Fish is really popular. What? Banana what? Fish is really good. <laughs> um, uh, I wish they didn't rush the anime, though. Yeah. Promise Neverland. Promise Neverland at 46. Assassination Classroom on here at 51. Um, things like Prince of Tennis. Kroko's Basketball uh, in the 50s. Lots of really interesting... Uh, Kinikuman in the 60s and Fairy Tale. Hitman Reborn in the 60s also. Um, some really interesting stuff is this list. Very interesting list. Um, but obviously, One Piece reigns supreme still uh, in that list. Uh, which makes sense to me. Um, Wait, where's... Uh, is Black Lagoon in that list anywhere, Jerry? Um, that's a great question. I'd have to really, uh, David. Uh, I, I'm not seeing it anymore. I think uh, the, is, list, is, the list disappeared, is, bro. Ooh, I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I mean, on, top 100, right? I mean, it's got to be in there uh, somewhere. The uh, Black Lagoon. Uh, I'm not seeing the list anymore. I don't, Claymore, 
I don't want to be that guy, but it does not look like Claymore or Black Lagoon have made the top 100. Oh, I, we just can't see it. We can't see the list anymore, David. Yeah, it doesn't you look know? like it. It could David. be on there. It could be. I don't know. I'm sorry, I guess David. I just like, I guess I just like shit anime. No. Is, <laughs> hey, wait. Will you check for something? Uh, what, Kenny? Just control F, type in V A M P I E. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, hey, surprisingly, uh, no sign of uh, no vampire sign of Vampire Night on the top 100. Oh, Somehow it didn't make it. Vampire it didn't Night make podcast. it, guys. You would have you would have thought you would have thought that at uh, least Vampire Night, David's favorite manga of all time, would make it onto this no. list but somehow uh they it didn't make the list I, i'm vampire really night just didn't make it it didn't make I think the I've list quit now i think yeah I have to quit oh vampire Ma- night did not make our top 100 tv asahi list very weird very weird very weird boys um but yeah i thought that was really interesting that one piece was still above but just to see demon slayer number two makes me uncomfortable like i just don't know what to do about it anymore like i just have to accept that like it's just going to be this popular it, it is a twenty. It'll fall off in a couple of years whenever it's all done. Right. I mean, like the manga's already An anime over. hype beast. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know when it's gonna happen, but to me, it's like at least in America, I don't think we're experiencing it as much as other countries are. If that makes any sense. Like, I do think there is some Demon Slayer hype in the U.S. and amongst it, U.S. Yeah. Oh, audiences, absolutely. but it does not feel like we are as hyped for it as the Eastern audiences. Um. I don't sure. think so. I least. think My Hero is the big anime over here. Yeah, in America, we love My Hero Academia. The U.S. loves My Hero, and that has not died. Like, we are still My Hero hype beasts over here in the U.S. Like, we love My Hero. When you walk into stores, there's like Walmart. Like, you can buy like My Hero merch at Walmart now. Like, t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that. I mean, that just feels. Un- it's like Dragon Ball Z level over here. Like, it is. It's on that level. One Piece is not and has never been at that level here in the U.S. My hero is certainly at that level now where it's, it's uh, four kids fault. Yeah. I mean, yeah. One piece did get ruined in the U S thanks to fucking four kids, but um, yeah. So it's really How interesting. That happen? Oh, took a bite of gum. Come gotta go. Gotta go. Oh, dreaming. Don't give it up. Sorry. Um, but no, yeah. I, it, my hero is still ours. Demon Slayer is fine. It is certainly not appealing to the U S audiences. Like, um, like, uh, like my hero did my hero. I mean, which makes sense, right? Like, my hero almost feels made for an American audience. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just like One Punch Man. One Punch Man is way... I feel like it's way more popular here in the U.S. than it is in yeah. Japan anymore. Like, I feel like One Punch Man we is... Love, we love superheroes. We love we superheroes. Love we, superheroes. We love man. superheroes. America just loves superheroes. And we are... I mean, we're found... I mean, think about it. Our entertainment has been molded by superheroes over the last 10 years. Uh, you can't turn left or right without seeing marvel in some way and and i mean yeah dc's not as popular doesn't change the fact that there is i mean it's a multi-billion dollar dc has made multi-billion dollars off of the films movies comics cartoons television shows um as well superheroes are just insanely massive um wait have you all seen wonder woman 84 yes david we watched it uh okay hey david your life is good Here's what I have but to it say. It can be better. But it can be better. Um, can I be have better. to say, I, we can't get into a Wonder Woman 84 review here, but if you haven't seen it, spoilers right now. Um, don't, don't. Just I went don't. into Wonder Woman 84 thinking it was going to be the worst film ever created. Okay? I read like two hours of reviews before I watched it. I don't know why I did that. but I, just, I was just reading all these reviews, and people were describing it as a steaming pile of of human fecal matter. Like they were describing it as the worst film 
I mean, people on Reddit were just like, I cannot believe this film ever was created. The script must have, uh, it passed through so many hands and, but you know, all this, I read so many comments, comments, you know, of all this shit. So when I watched it, I was like, kind of impressed. I was like, this is not, this is not as bad as like the internet is making it out to be like people were overreacting is what I'm saying. Because of that, my expectations were really tempered. I went in assuming mm. it was going to be really, really, really bad. It and was it was just like pretty bad. It was mediocre, right? It was just yeah. like, it was this not is boring. It, yeah. Boring. It was just not, it was, a. Uh, it was just not, um, yeah, it just wasn't. It wasn't Wonder Woman the first one by any. And it looks so so shoddy, like the yeah. Why did all the like colors the, like the, the action and like there was it a just couple so bad. There was a couple CG scenes that fell short. Some of the CG scenes looked completed. Some of the CG just didn't like, look done. Yeah, um, uh, it's the best way I can describe it. Like, um, there were two specific shots of her flying. One was her first shot sh- flying, and it looked ridiculous. Yeah, and then yeah, like she was like, "What?" It looked like it looked like they had her hanging on a wire in front of a green screen, dude. It was made in fucking was made some dude's like bedroom. Um, But then the final scene at the very end of the movie, she flies again, and it looks fantastic. And Mm I I remember looking at that, going like, "They clearly can do this." What happened with the earlier scene? Did they just not finish it? She has been making my man Superman fly for. Four movies now, and he's looked Superman, awesome. Henry Cavill and Man of Steel looks great flying. He really does. Yep. So I'm so confused why that one choppy scene of her flying made it into the final cut of the film. That that scene just could have not been there uh, because it was clearly unfinished, and it would have been the same movie. You know what I mean? Like they didn't. They, they need just it. released an unfinished movie, that's, basically. To that's meet what that, it felt like that Christmas time, that Christmas uh, deadline, which is really odd because the movie was supposed to come out it's in June. Be out way yeah. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes me believe that, like, back in March when everything shut down, they were nowhere near done. And then from March to June, they were like, "Fuck, we didn't do anything." They just like fucking procrastinated for six months. Yeah. They're like, push it to Christmas, and then like in November, someone was like, "Oh shit, did anyone finish Wonder Woman?" Oh fuck. Oh fuck! I just imagine like one producer like emailing like, "What are you guys doing?" Oh, we've moved on to other pro. Nobody finished Wonder Woman. We have to release it on. Oh fuck! Some guy like some fucking interns like sitting here like editing the clip at like midnight before on like December twenty third. Like these fuckers are making me release it. Uh, (laughs) Got some graphic. Uh, graphic designers from Fiverr. Yeah, they, yeah. they help. Hey. <laughs> okay, you make the sky. But at the end of the day, it was only it was not a, like <laughs> it was not Suicide Squad. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't Suicide. Nineteen eighty four was funny though. No, but nineteen eighty four was better than Suicide Squad. But it was worse. It was Aquaman. also better than it was better than Thor two. Like I Thor two is a terrible film. Uh, go rewatch. Go rewatch <laughs> Thor two. You know? Okay, but was Thor it better 2? than Thor Ragnarok, bro? No, Thor Ragnarok was better right, than right. Wonder Woman ninety eight four. Thor Ragnarok's my favorite Marvel movie of all time. Uh, what I'm saying is, and yeah, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four was worse than Birds of Prey and worse than Aquaman and worse than Shazam. Yeah. I think Aquaman, Shazam, Birds of yeah. Prey were all better movies than nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Which, mm. uh, but those are some of the better DC films that come out in the last couple yeah. of years. You know what I mean? Like Shazam is like. My favorite DC movie. Shazam was, Shazam was really good. And people like kind of forget. forget they kind of slept it. on it. It kind of yeah. got slept on. It was awesome. One of the best, uh, maybe the best DC film they put out in years. Um, well, but Aquaman, 
Oh, well, Joker's my, one of my favorite movies, like maybe of all time. Yeah. But it's weird. Is it in the same universe? It's not. No. Shazam is is but not uh, Joker's its own universe. Right. Mm-hmm. The the Batman is part of that. Universe. I don't know how we got from Batman to or we got from One Piece to Wonder Woman, but um <laughs> Well, yeah, random to tangent. Say, we're here now. Awesome. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> we don't need to, we should probably start wrapping up soon, but yes, final yes. thought on Wonder Woman is that it it was nowhere near as bad as the internet wanted it to be because I just feel like someone watched it and wrote something online first thing. And like everyone has just parroted that. Like they, no one is having any sort of like critical thought about it anymore. They just, it's a hive mind. It's like with everything nowadays. Now it's also, I need to be very clear. It's also not good. No, uh, there wasn't good. There were faults in the plot. There was shoddy CGI. Um, yeah. The best thing to me was I think some of the performances were actually pretty good. I think yeah. some of the dialogue out of context was actually pretty good. I just think the plot itself was not as thought out as it should have been. Um, and so it led to this uh, kind of muddled race to the finish kind of feel. And I kind of mentioned it right after I watched it. It felt like Jeff Johns wrote an entire uh, season of television and someone was like, cut it down. And when he cut it down to like two and a half hours, they were like, eh, good enough. Um, you know what I mean? I feel like he wrote six to eight hours of plot and thought he could just cut it down to two and a half hours and yeah. it would still work because, oh, I still have yeah. two and a half hours. That's a lot of time. But it just didn't work anymore. Like, Cheetah's subplot could have been completely removed from this film. And if they yep. had just turned this into like a um, cheating corrupts absolutely story between Wonder Woman and Pedro Pascal. That's a better story already. That's just already mm-hmm. arguably yeah. a better story without Cheetah there. And then also eliminate Steve Trevor. Make it just Wonder Woman coming to terms with the idea of using cheating. She has all these things that she could have uh, been challenged to do. Make her come to terms with the idea that cheating is bad. And Maxwell Lord have to learn yeah. that despite him being kind of a good guy, he had the wrong intentions. And yeah. all of a sudden, you could have had a tight hour and 40-minute Wonder Woman movie that would have been much more palatable. And instead, you have a two-and-a-half-hour two bloated uh, rom-com slash superhero movie slash... Um, yeah, I agree with Josh. Uh, stealing is bad. Stealing is bad. Um, <laughs> stealing is bad. Um, uh, I just want to, you know, I just want to say that I agree with Josh. Yeah. Uh, stealing is bad. Stealing is bad. Stealing's bad. Okay, let's, let's take this home, guys. We won't do an unravel, yeah. Kenny. We've already what? unraveled so much anime today. Um, we, we unraveled Wonder Woman 84. That we... was the unravel. <laughs> I've got some good ones in store, okay? I've got some good ones in We've store. We've got more um, So this is our, the... sort of our One Piece Chapter 1000 special. One Piece is good. Wonder Woman's bad. Demon Slayer is an amazing anime, but a meh story at its core. Um, Stealing is bad. It's crazy how great Demon Slayer is doing in sales, but we're still proud of One Piece for winning... Uh, and doing what it does best, which is just continuing to stay consistent and quality. Um, if you Black don't, Lagoon should have been in the top 100. Yeah, <laughs> Black Vampire Lagoon. Night, Everybody, let it be here. And here. Vampire Night. Black Lagoon Vampire and Vampire Night. Night were shafted out of TV Asahi's top 100 manga. Um, they've made a Shaft. fatal critical mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, just uh, if you don't read One Piece, start now and um, read it. I don't know what else to say. Like. It's 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 hard to say it's not perfect and it'll never be perfect. 
but it is certainly a formula for shonen that sh- that later authors need to lean on because Oda knows how to develop a a setting and a character in ways that others shonen authors just don't care about. Um no other shonen author would dedicate time to a character like fucking um you know the Oda example. I'm forgetting his name. Senior Pink. Yeah. Did Senior Pink deserve a backstory? Probably not. Did Oda give that man a backstory so that we could understand as an audience member why he was dressed as a giant baby? He sure as hell did. And that's the kind of stuff we need. We need that. And it doesn't need to... Right, so like, if Oda had just added a line where Senior Pink was like, my wife was killed and I dressed up as the baby, uh, that would be telling us, right? Oda is the master of showing us what's happening yep. in the story. And he showed it to us. We got to learn it through accurate character dialogue, living the experience with Senior Pink. Yeah, it was only a couple panels in the manga, but that is the sort of thing that Oda does that no other author can match. It's something that Horikoshi needs to start learning because he has a bajillion characters and needs to clean that shit up quick. Um, and it's something that Demon Slayer probably should have done better. Um, but maybe it gets better. Kenny, you know, tells me the manga doesn't get much better. But crazy, One Piece has a thousand chapters. And it'll, it, boys. it'll have a hundred volumes by the end of the year also. Uh, end of 2021, I believe. So, 100 volumes of, of One Piece. So, crazy. If you've made it this far in the podcast, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe on our YouTube channel, The Uncensored Anime Podcast. That really helps us out. That's where you can actually watch these uh, in video format if you are listening to this on a listening platform. Um, additionally, please give us a like and a follow over on Apple Podcasts. That would really help. I know that helps with the algorithm. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Wherever you're listening to this at, make sure to follow. Tune in. We're gonna. Uh, yes, we took a month break. Uh, sorry, it was kind of unprompted. Um, but obviously, it was the holidays. Come on. Uh, so we're back. Back in it weekly again. Still be getting weekly content. We're obviously going to go over our winter anime list uh, most likely next week. We got to talk about what we're watching for the or yeah, what we're watching for the winter, and uh, then most likely do a uh, first episode reaction where we react to the first thirteen episode or first episode of thirteen new shows. And we'll only do new shows, no sequels, none of that mumbo jumbo. Only brand new anime. We'll react to thirteen brand new anime. Um, on an episode of the podcast as well. So you can be on the lookout for that uh, with the winter season. And then we still have a couple reviews that we need to do from some anime that boiled over from last season uh, that we really wanted to talk about and some kind of critical anime that uh, ended up shaping 2020 that we would like to get uh, our hands on. Maybe like uh, Keep Your Hands Off Izokin is one we've talked about. So you could be on the lookout for hopefully a review of that here on the podcast sometime in the future. Um, as well as obviously wrapping up shows like Akudama Drive and Tonikawa, which were uh, kind of fun shows that came in last season that we all started together and that uh, we've kept up with, and as well as maybe a Jujutsu Kaisen episode coming up because a lot more has happened there and we need to talk about it. <laughs> um, so, uh, very great show. So, be on the lookout. Stay subscribed. Stay followed here on the channel. Um, we love you guys. Uh, any support, you can also follow us over on Instagram at the Uncensored Anime Podcast. We do have a Twitter at the Uncensored Anime Podcast. You, we're on all. We're on all the things. All the things. So hit us up, uh, be, be a part of this, and let's keep it going. So thank you guys so much for being here. 
This is the Uncensored Anime Podcast, and we're saying peace.